This is Highway to the Phantom Zone. If you find yourself on a road with no exits, no entrance, no signs, and no lanes, you might just be on the highway to the Phantom Zone. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, and I'm welcoming today uh, Ted Lange. That's right. Lange? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. It looks like Lange. Yeah. You know, if everyone's seeing it typed out on the internet, it's going to look like <laughs> Lange. Uh, but this is the only uh, only name that's Lange, yeah. and it feels it feels appropriate. Yeah, it feels appropriate. All right. So uh, so how are you today? I'm good, Kyle. Thanks, man. Good. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks yeah. for yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <obviously. laughs> uh, that that said, uh, comic books aside. Uh, where does your fascination with bacon uh, come from? Uh, I think, you know, when I was growing up, we only really had turkey bacon in the house. <laughs> so I think, like, uh, once I, uh, I think I got to college, I was like, oh, man, it's a whole new world. Regular bacon. And it kind of just sort of spiraled out of that, I think, you know. And have you found, like, your favorite bacon yet? I think probably, like, the... Uh, the maple cured bacon mm-hmm. is probably yeah. yeah the thick cut yeah now I can't remember uh, off the top of my head the restaurant but mm-hmm. but there's a place in San Francisco I went to really that serves what they call millionaires bacon what is that the most amazing bacon oh, I've ever heard I ever had in my life it was delicious okay. I someone had recommended it to um to to me and my 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 fiance to try oh, it out nice. so okay. we went out and it was like delicious ah. and we we waited for like forty minutes to get in. Was it, it worth it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Beyond worth it. But yeah, it was fantastic. So I'm gonna put that out there. Okay. If you ever have an excuse or a good reason to go. Okay. To San Francisco. That's like all the right. Thing. All right. Bacon Mecca. Yeah, it's okay. delicious. I just had a uh, bacon covered donut yesterday, which was Ooh, how was that? Pretty good. Like I I couldn't like finish it in one sitting. I like it got to the point like okay I need to like stop because this is kind of intense. But uh, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. So so you savored it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Total savor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you had the rest of it yet? Or no. 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 Uh, it's, it's it's still uh, it's in the fridge. I'm kind of like you know waiting for uh, the key moment when uh, you know it's sweet and savory at the same time. You a, know, a good celebration. To, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After the podcast, I'm like, all right, it's time. <laughs> time. Time to enjoy the rest of this amazing <laughs> yeah, donut. Yeah. yeah. Where, where did you find this donut? There's a place in downtown called uh, Birdies. It's on Olympic. Oh, a shout out, a little plug. Uh, it's called Birdies. It's like they got all these crazy fucking donuts. Uh, can I curse by the way? Shit. Uh, I'd, I'd rather not. Okay, I'll, sorry I'll about that. that. We'll bleep that out. But it's fine. I'll let this one go. Okay, we'll sorry go. about that. Um, yeah. So, uh, Birdies, though. You're birdies, right. yeah. Good. Uh, it's on Olympic and it's close to Staples Center downtown for any LA people out there. That already feels too out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so before going any further, where, where can we find you on the, uh, in the interweb? Okay. So I'm on Twitter. My handle is at T Lange four. That's T L A N G E. And the number four, I'm on Tumblr at hello, tedward.tumblr.com. So those are my main two outlets. You can also check out like the Rosarium publishing website. Uh, my sub is there. Also, you can purchase Warp Zone at Peep Game Comics with an X. And uh, Comixology. 
Do you have a preference of where, where people get the comic? I, just, I mean, if you're, if you're going to Peep Game, that's black-owned business. If you want to support black-owned <laughs> businesses, you should go there, you know? Um, if you don't have an account, you can go to Comixology. You know, I think Amazon, you can get it too. Single issues, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's connected yeah, to the Oh, yeah, Comixology. Yeah, 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 they own everything, so, yeah. you know, makes sense. Uh, very cool, and uh, and I brought over for you as a gift uh, some uh, some bacon soda. Bacon soda. You know, I, I don't want to go too flat before we try it. Right, with you chocolate. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lester's fixing artificial, of course. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. have it all. But uh, let's see. Let's take a sip. Let's all right. Sip. Whoa, it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. It. It's a. I think like a bacony aftertaste, but yeah. it starts with a good chocolate. The chocolate's mix. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting like a Kit Katty kind of thing going on here. I'm getting sugar. Yeah, exactly. Sugar. <laughs> I think it's gonna be on a serious sugar rush. Yes, yeah, this, this, is, uh, uh, this is definitely a soda. Do it one more. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I feel my teeth melting. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It's an interesting taste, though. That is it's something. Yeah. I'm shaking. Yeah, I got the <laughs> full-on sugar high. <laughs> Already. Feel it. It's like a wave. It's, it's, it's coming up now. Okay. Two, two sips. Two sips. <laughs> so so moving, moving along from mm -hmm. this uh, sugar rush, okay. uh, where, where did you first, um, or when did you first start collecting uh, comics, or, or when was that in, entered your life? Very young. My dad had, uh, my dad collected. Uh, and he had a bunch of Secret Wars back when the, the, the original, you know, Secret Wars, Jim Shooter, you know, mm -hmm. uh, miniseries uh, was published. So I started with those. Um, and then it, after that, I was just kind of hooked. And it was a good sort of starter thing because it had everybody in the Marvel Universe. You know, you had Captain America, you had the Avengers, you had the X-Men. It had a little bit of, of everyone. So I kind of used it as a jumping off point and, you know. So got into X Men, got into um, you know uh, what your 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 baseline Superman, you know, to switch to DC. Like you know, once once the doors open, I was like, okay, let's see what else is uh, is out there. So yeah, it was Secret Wars was what did it. And even reading that, uh, and how old were you when we were there? Was probably like nine, nine or ten, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't find that confusing at all? I mean, it was a lot of characters and uh, a lot of backstory, maybe? Or... No. I, something about it was, uh, I think it was interesting to me. Like, uh, like I, I was always, like, a fan of, like, you know, like, old-school Star Trek. Things with, like, a lot of characters, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, I always found very interesting just because of the interplay. And I think even on, a mo like, a really basic level, uh, when I was a kid, I responded to the amount of color. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. In the comic, it was mm -hmm. just, like, a lot going along going on like a lot to sort of look at and take in i think that kind of clicked with me um yeah and when did you first uh read something like uh static shock or uh, oh that i was probably in middle school i think i was i think it was eighth grade mm -hmm. when milestone first dropped so and i was super into the milestone stuff static icon blood syndicate all that stuff yeah hardware and are those books integrated into DC now? I forget. I think Icon may have been. I think Static Shock may. I, well, this is the thing. They've got a whole. I don't. I'm not like up on the Rebirth and then the sure, New Fifty Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's hard for me to keep up with all that shit. Sorry, stuff because I have uh you know limited amount of time, limited income. I can't like you know 
get every single reboot, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Like, I, like I, when I can, I dip into it. But if it's too involved, like, I, I just, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait for the trade, you know? That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah, I'm just yeah. curious where you're at with yeah, him. If yeah. uh, you still pick that stuff up. Yeah. Or, uh, and uh, what was your first experience with, um, like, like independent books outside of, like, Ooh, Static Shock? So I had one of the Ninja Turtles graphic novels back in the day. This is probably a around seventh grade i think i got really like heavy into like i liked i liked reading comics when i was like eight nine ten mm-hmm. and then around middle school it got like uh i think full nerd status is is when you know that sort <laughs> yeah. of kicked in so uh there was a graphic novel where uh the ninja turtles crossover with cerberus oh, okay. um i had that um really cool i had the triceratons it had uh the, there's like a time traveling chick that has like a staff that like takes the turtles through a thing. I, I think I just read something uh-huh. with her. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so. then a little later on, it sort of. Sh- I, so that I kind of like the just sort of that is different kinds of stories you get with the independence. So something like Scud the Disposable Assassin, I was yeah. freaking nuts about when I was uh, in high school. Um, just because it sort of showed me that you could do anything. It could be as weird or funny or action oriented or whatever, um, as possible. And there's also a thing of like, I came into Scud very, like it was already going and I, I didn't know what was going on. And I liked that. I liked the rant, like, like the randomness of it. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this guy is a zebra, this other guy like this main character has like a werewolf arm like i'm like what is the other guy has like a like a pit bull for a head i'm like i don't know what this is but i like i'm i'm rolling with it like i'm into it and then later on i'm like oh okay like they sort of explain like oh it's the future and the future is just super random so um is that something you bring into warp zone yeah i think so i'm really into like the idea of mystery like mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh uh sort of slowly um slowly um, giving clues as to what is actually going on. I, I like that quality. I like, and I also like the idea of people sort of reading and rereading. Um, mm-hmm. That's why if you, if you pick up Warp Zone, I have little sort of sections in the back where it's like there's stuff that you are, little, little Easter eggs for you to sort of go back and look for in the book, like a Where's Waldo situation. So I like the idea of, of uh, one, getting more than one read for your money. Because, mm-hmm. hey, like, you know, I work for a living. If I, I want people to get their money's worth when they oh, buy a book, you know? So, uh, and also just I like the idea of, like, yeah, uh, uh, having to dig through the, the, the book for, for stuff and also building mystery and sort of once you read the first one, you sort of go to the second one and then it's like, oh, let me go back to the first one and see if there's more stuff that I may have missed or that has now sort of come to light because of the second one. And I'm, ho- I'm hoping to do that. I'm on three now, so it's like... This is a slow burner. This is a, a long con, I guess, yeah. as they say. So, uh, yeah, that's part of my philosophy. Okay, cool. Was, was that brought on strictly through Scud or through other books as well? I think other books as well. Like, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of what other stuff had, like, sort of supplemental, uh, had sort of supplemental uh, stuff. I was always into the Marvel Universe books, mm-hmm. uh, the maps and, like, the schematics and... Uh, uh, just the amount of detail that went into those and then sort of cross-referencing them with the actual Marvel comics. Um, I liked in Scud how they 
had a suggested soundtrack and a suggested voice actors, uh, you know, that you had uh, with it. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't offhand. I can't think of other stuff that may have had the the extra deep dive stuff with it. But uh, I'll, if I think of it later, I'll. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, it comes back to you. Yeah, it comes yeah, back yeah. to you. What's your experience like with, with going to uh, comic book shops and such uh, as you've gotten older and when you were younger? Um, I like, I mean, I've got a couple of sh- shops in LA that are, I pretty much go everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I've got, you know, a shop on Pico. I got, you know, there's a few spots in the Valley. There's the classic golden apple meltdown. Um, I just, I have my mainstream stuff that I like to read. Mm-hmm. I more follow like specific writers and artists than um, than characters. So I feel like you know it varies with, with sure. yeah right. But also, um, I like the indie stuff. Like I like to see like that stuff really inspires me because it's like I I feel like it's what uh, it, it's people pushing the, the the boundaries of creativity and like sort of the boundaries of the perception of comics. You know. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. I, I generally I like to go to places where they have like a decent indie section. Okay, was yeah. that something you were interested in when you first started going, or or that? Or, I mean, or you, you grew into that? I think I probably grew into it. Yeah, I, like I, I I mean I've always liked mainstream stuff, but it's just like a certain, sometimes it's a lot of the same thing. Not to like I like I love mainstream comics. But I also like, you know, sometimes it needs an injection of like, you know, of some wackadoo stuff, <laughs> you know? Why not? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Were you always interested in, in writing? Um, I think I've gotten more interested in writing as I've gotten older. I was into the art more when I was younger. I went to art high school. I went to uh, college for art. Um, after I graduated, I took a class at UCB in New York, um, sort of built up a sketch comedy portfolio. Didn't have anything performed until I moved to LA. I joined a theater group in LA and I was like the sketch writer for this theater group. Um, and I sort of honed my writing skills there. Um, and I always say it was, it was, it was almost like grad school in a way because I was, and this, it's something that you don't get in comics that I'm trying to figure out a way to sort of cultivate is uh, when you're writing theater, you get immediate feedback, especially mm-hmm. comedy. When you're writing comedy for an, a live audience, people are reacting and you know, like when a joke worked, you know, when a sketch worked, you know, what lines were too much, you know, like where to tweak. Uh, and you don't get that in comics cause you're just, I mean, I, like I'm just alone in my room, like working on stuff. So I'm trying to find a way to balance it out, you know, uh, talking to peers, getting constructive feedback, you know, sure. because you can't stand over somebody's shoulder and be like, you know, what'd you think of that, that little <laughs> gag right there, you know, like, what do you, what, you know, um, so yeah, um, not to say like, yeah, I, I sort of fell into writing later on. What initially were you interested in? As far as... Is it when you're younger, like a career or something when you first started thinking when about first it? first started, it was just drawing comics. So drawing yeah, initially? Yeah, was, was it initially my thing and I... I think, uh, yeah, it just sort of changed over time. Yeah. For the better, you think? I think so. Yeah. I like, I, I like the idea of, of sort of having the ideas and realizing them, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to being on one or the other side. If you're a writer, 
being a writer and not and having to have somebody else draw it or to be an artist and have somebody else write something i like being both i, I like I like i like being self-sufficient in that way you know okay yeah right, very cool yeah. all right cool all right uh and when did you first realize you wanted to write as opposed to like comic books mm -hmm. specifically as opposed to just drawings uh that would have probably have been i think after I got my first laugh in a sketch writing class, when I like, I wrote a sketch and I got some like just laughs in the class, I was like, oh, I like this. And then uh, just because it gave me the confidence to say like, oh, like I wrote this specific joke so people would laugh and people laughed. I was like, okay, that's, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and sort of, I think that snowballs, you get a little adrenaline rush like with a, with a crowd. Now this is to say like, I haven't done, I haven't written for theater in a couple of years cause I've just been focusing on comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a hell of a rush. Like, like having an audience, uh, laugh at a joke. I was into it. So I, I wanted to put that into my comics. Okay. Very, uh, very cool. I, but it doesn't have that, as you say, the initial immediate reaction that mm -hmm. you got from the stage work. Mm -mm. It, but so, so, as you said, that's something you want to get more of. Uh, was that something that you had, was a concern for you going in writing comics that you wouldn't get that immediate reaction? Or was that something you kind of discovered as you were writing that, you know, you realized you missed that immediate reaction? Uh, I think, I think I knew it going in. Cause I basically was, I was doing theater for about like four or five years mm -hmm. without doing comics. I'd sort of like put comics to the side. Mm -hmm. Um, so in getting back into comics, I knew that it was going to be a little more solitary, uh, but I was cool with that. And now I think maybe like, like you know, I like post up on Twitter and then you get, you, you kind of get that a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, yeah. the immediate, immediate feedback. It's not mm -hmm. the same, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, the, the Twitterverse is uh, mildly satisfactory. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's like interests. methadone, the, the heroin <laughs> rush, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and then, aside from, from Warp Zone, what else have you written uh, prior to, to that book? As far as comics, it's, it's uh, published comics, it's just been Warp Zone. But anything else? Uh, like when I was in high school, I did a comic that was actually the proto version. It was the template for Warp Zone. Mm -hmm. I took the characters they, uh, and sort of they changed, I guess, as I changed. It was really like a superhero book. Okay. And I got to a point in college where I was like, this, you know, I'm not going to try and... I'm not going to try and, and do superhero stuff because I'm, it'll just constantly be compared to Marvel or DC. Yeah. So I'm going to go sci-fi. Um, yeah. So I, I had like, this is my first published written work, uh, but I had done like zines and stuff uh, in high school and college. And do you feel like uh, you've come a long way though from writing that stuff to this book? I, I think imagine. so. I think yeah. so. I think, you know, I, I mean, there, I still, I, I always feel like I could be better. Like, uh, I'm trying to make each individual issue better than the last, like sort of see what, what's working, what's not working, you know, um, storytelling wise, you know, technically with the art, you know, um, and like gag wise, I think there's not, I don't have a ton of gags, but I like want it to be like at least humorous, mm -hmm. you know, I'm yeah. not, it's not specifically a comedy like book. It's just, I'm trying to inject little bits of humor into it. So, 
And do you find that easy to do, or do you find that something that's uh, difficult? Uh, I mean, everything's a process, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but uh, I don't I don't think it's hard. I think the whole, I think the whole thing, like, I think making comics is hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah certainly. But, but certainly. Okay. Like, that that that's element okay. of it, I, I, I don't think as much, you know? All right. I could okay. be totally, you know, people like, that shit is not funny. Like, I don't know. I have no idea, you know, but, you know, in my own little bubble world, yeah. Like, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and the book started, or the idea started in, in high school, you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And how did it evolve into what it is It was now? It was straight up superheroes. It was a group of superheroes when I was in high school. And basically when I, gra- I think it's when I graduated college, I was like, it's just not, like, I'm not going to be able to compete with Marvel and DC. Like, it, I'm just not. So I'm not going to even try. I'm going to do something else. And this is sort of when I sort of picked up the Afrofuturism angle uh, because I, through research, found that Afrofuturism isn't something that's really been done in comics as much. Mm-hmm. It's done, been done a little bit. I guess you could classify stuff like Icon, Love of Milestone, or like there's other stuff where you could say that mm-hmm. um, it's popped up, but just not as much as it has in music lit- and literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm sort of running with that um, angle, yeah. And what sort of uh, influences uh, outside of comics do you find you're putting into the into the book? Into the book? Yeah. Definitely, like I said, music, like uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Um, there's a ton. Like, there's a whole list of music uh, guys that I listen to that sort of, like, I listen to it as a way to, th- like, to sort of be inspired by mm-hmm. and also, like, if there was, like, a Warp Zone TV show, like, this would be, you know, or a movie, okay. like, this would yeah. be a cool sequence. So I kind of, like, write and draw to music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Twilight Zone, uh, Rod Serling, and Charles Beaumont, specifically. Like, their episodes, I, like, I'm trying to, like, like study, you know? Um, tons of, sci- like, weird, schlocky 80s sci-fi, you know? Uh, uh, Name one. Yeah, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, that's good. Okay. Classic, uh, you know, which I also think is Afrofuturist. You know, you got the uh, Rasta aliens, you know. <laughs> uh, also excited about the new TV show. Um, if it happens. If it happens, if it happens. yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Gary Larson, The Far Side. I think that's pretty great. Um I think of other stuff. That that's yeah, good though. So pretty, that's good. Yeah, yeah right, well, we'll right, stick right. with that. Okay, you don't need right, to right. dig dig too much deeper with that. Okay. Was it difficult finding a publisher for the book, or how, how did that work? What was the process I going into that? Initially, it was difficult because I was I started submitting, and for, well, the thing that I found is that submitting you're sort of talking about what it could be. You're not like really saying what. It is because it doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. So I sort of got rejected from some publishers, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make this book. I don't want to have to explain what it is. I just want to make it, and then people will be able to see what it is exactly. Yeah. So uh, me and my brother Turner, who does the Adventures of Wally Fresh, we started self-publishing, and then just going to like WonderCon, uh, tabling, selling books there. We got a couple of cool print-on-demand places, um, and just slowly but surely started meeting people um and eventually my brother got signed to rosarium first um and i think i got about two issues in before i submitted to rosarium Mm -hmm. um and i 
submitted a little bit after my brother and got in and yeah, that's sort of, that's, that's that. And what was it, um, what was the rejection like when you got rejected from these other places? What, what was that difficult for you or was it rushing? I mean, it's disappointing, but I feel like it's a part of life. Like, you know, you have to, um, I, I feel like it also made me better because I was at, at a certain sense after this sort of initial sort of, uh, depression of like, because you put, you pin all your hopes and dreams. Sure. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Maybe this publisher will, you know, like mm -hmm. after you get over that, it's like, okay, well, you know what? There's probably reasons why. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Let me just make this comic better. Let me, you know, let me do what I can so that it won't get rejected next time. Or better yet, like, you know, um, let me like not sort of seek approval. Let me just do what's best for me. You know, what I, what I feel like is going to be, you know, the best I can do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think, I think it's good. Yeah. It's bittersweet. I think. Yeah. And are you writing anything now in addition to well, Warp Zone or is that the, your I own am, but I can't talk about it yet. That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. Um, I, as soon as I can, when I get the go ahead. Yeah. 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 But, but you're busy on other things. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of doubling. I'm working on issue, uh, issue three of Warp Zone. Uh, it's going to be five issues. So that'll be, oh, cool. okay. Hopefully, if I can stay on schedule, the graphic novel will be out next summer. And is that going to be uh, a printed book? Or yeah, it's going to be printed. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, the other stuff, I, yeah, I can't talk about it. Is, is that through Rosarium as well? Or no, the other stuff is not. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. It, it, and um, going forward, are these, uh, these uh, Afro-futurism uh, mm -hmm. stories... Uh, mm -hmm. Is that something you specifically want to stick to, or do you want to explore other other uh, genres? Yeah, I would write and draw everything. Um, mm -hmm. I think with Warp Zone, it's just specific to what they sort of where my head is at, and just sort of what I wanted to do now. But yeah, there's tons of other. I've got like superhero stories I want to write. I've got like some sort of suburban sci-fi stuff I'd like to write. I got some like not horror so much as just sort of I guess. Whatever you would qualify the sort of uh, weird Twilight Zone-y stuff. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. science fiction, but, you know, um, uh, supernatural, I guess. Um, and I got some, like, just slice of life, everyday, regular stuff I'd like to... I've got queued up. Now, is there any of those genres that you're surprised or interested in writing? Or are they all kind of part of you? I think I they're all kind of, kind of part of me, I think, you know. I was a huge, like, John Hughes fan growing up, you know. Uh, yeah, like uh, samurai flicks, like you know, just uh, whatever. Like, it, it is a good story, you know. Like, I'm I'm trying to be the best storyteller that I can be, and for where I'm at now, Warp Zone is, uh, and science fiction is the best way to explore that, to work that muscle. I think. And and what's harder for you, uh, the writing part of it or the drawing part of it? Hmm. I think. Maybe a little bit of both. Like it's, okay. uh, you know, there's things that like with drawing, I'm always like, ah, oh, this could be better. You know, mm -hmm. I've got that, that thing. I always feel like it could be better. Like with the writing, it, it, they're so, my process for comics is so, I don't know. It's so specific. Like when I was writing theater, it was easy because I could just write a sketch and then just let the actors like worry about it. You know, like the, the, physical physicality of it the you know 
the intonations of their voices, like whatever, you know, whatever the little details were like, that was on them. It wasn't on me. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty easy to me. This is like, it's all sort of like the costumes, like the angle of the panel, like does that finger look like crooked and weird? You know, like all the little things, like I feel like, uh, uh, really do have an impact on, the final product. So I think, yeah, I think they're both, it's, it's a little, it's tough because it's words and pictures working in concert together. So to make them work together, I think is difficult. Yeah. And, and all the characters in the Warp Zone book, who do you most uh, relate to? With Ooh, I don't know. They're all like me. They're all like a piece of me. Like, uh, like I've got this ninja guy, Mungo is like a little urban ninja dude. Like there's, and there's stuff like about each character that, that I really connect to um, and that I hope to explore. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, you know, Mungo is sort of the reluctant hero. There's another guy, Jack elsewhere, who's sort of a space cadet uh, sort of, uh, I guess, Dr. Who ish uh, sort of traveler would be a good way to sort of describe him. Uh, I really dig that character. There's a character Penelope who, I don't want to give too much away, but like, yeah, don't worry, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. you know, yeah, you, you, you dictate what you want to, uh, okay, okay. you want to uh, reveal. Right, right, speak. right. So, uh, and where did the idea, boy, I, I'm going to sound so ignorant about the book, but, mm -hmm. uh, but the character, the, um, it was like a giant, uh, like, it wasn't a cat. It oh yeah. Like oh, the, um, uh, oh, uh, was it a, what was, what's, what well, it? there is a Calico Jones, the, uh, kleptomaniac, uh, Cheshire cat. You know, um, see, this is where I'm totally okay. right. Okay. This is where I'm from. Uh, the one that that, that uh, pops up, I think, at the end of issue one, mm -hmm. and um, the giant, oh. like, uh, I maybe it's not a cat. That's a dragon like, squirrel. That's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where did that idea originate? That I, I was at that time. I was playing a lot of, and this is weird, a weird connection, but it was, I was playing a lot of Shadow of the Colossus because this, this is how long ago. Like, this is how long I've been working on the comic. Is uh, so. I was kind of inspired by the the monsters in that game. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to have something that was kind of like kind of soft and furry looking, but then also kind of sharp. And, like here's the thing: I once saw a possum in my mom's backyard, and it was a horrifying experience <laughs> because I. It, like they have, they look kind of furry and like whatever at first glance. And the more you look at them, it's like, oh, they got this horrible fucking tail. Like they're huge. And I tried to like stamp, stomp at it to like get it to go away. Mm -hmm. And it just like hissed, excuse me, it just hissed. And I was like, fuck, I'm going inside. Sorry, sorry, I cursed there. I was just like, oh, I'm just going inside because it's, it's a, uh, it's not like big, like a mountain lion or anything, mm -hmm. but it's big enough and that, it, and that it's, Kind of creepy, like it's kind of intense, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like it was like it's basically a hyped up possum. <laughs> so you, you brought that into the book, that yeah, experience, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very cool, yeah, very yeah. cool. And uh, okay, so we talked a lot about comics. I'm gonna try a little uh, bacon, Ooh, bacon trivia here right. to try and uh, you know uh, change it up a little bit and see where we're at. Okay, so there's just a few questions. So this is not gonna be an SAT. Or okay, SAT all right. Test. So uh, okay, and all true and false. Okay. So, uh, uh, true or false? Uh, bacon has been around for five thousand years. Whoa! I'm gonna say false. 
you are right, but probably for the wrong reasons. <sighs> it's uh, I mean, you're still, it's still okay, right, so okay. false. But it's been around, uh, according to the, the website on the internet, which okay, is always trusted, okay. uh, 7,000 years. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it says raising uh, pigs for food dated back to 7,000 BC. Oh, shit. And historians also believe bacon made from immature hogs was a favorite food of the Romans and Greeks. Really? So, huh. According to the website. So okay. Uh, true or false, uh, bacon comes from uh, a German word meaning buttocks. Oh, man, I'm going to say false. True. Damn it. True. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to say the German word. So that's oh, fine. pig butt there. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> uh, true or false, there is a patron saint of bacon. I'm just going to say true just because I want there to be. There is. According to the website, there is. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Uh, Anthony the Abbot, also known as St. Anthony the Great, he is a patron saint of pigs, swine herders, and butchers. All right. So, okay. This is as close as you're going to get. Uh, true or false, Canadian bacon is bacon. I'll say yes, but I mean... I, uh, it's false. Ah. It's just fully cooked smoked pork loin similar to ham. Damn it. So not, not quite... Not okay, right. all right. Uh, true or false, bacon cures migraines? Hmm. This is the last question. I'm, that's super interesting. I, I'm going to say true cause, just because I'd like for it to be true. Uh, it's false. Damn it. True question, because it, it can cause migraines. Ah, oh, that's salt. It, huh? it has high levels of nitrate, yeah. which can trigger migraines. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So, uh, yeah. Sense. Bacon, bacon trivia. That was my you. wishful yeah. thinking yeah. that came into a lot of that. Uh, Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. S serve up some, yeah. some migraine-curing bacon, yeah. you know, whenever like, your, uh, uh, your head hurts. Advil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make more bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you cook bacon yourself, or, or do you just rely on others to... Uh... Uh, no, I, yeah, I definitely, like, uh, cook... I got into, uh, people in L.A., there's, like, a, in downtown L.A., at night, there's, like, people that, like, make, like, bacon-wrapped hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, at the downtown dog, like, I was sort of on a bacon-wrapped hot dog homemade <laughs> kick for a little while. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so... That, that sounds... Um... Intriguing and also really difficult to make uh, to it, wrap it around a little and, and, bit, but once you get once you get it, it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy. Does know? it get addictive? Is it so a easy bit, for you? A little like, bit, yeah. a little bit. You know what the, the bacon wrap dates? Actually, never heard of that. My friends uh, Rob and Julia was at a party and they brought. Uh, this is uh, Rob Harrington who does a book called Slayer, and Julie uh, Speziani who does a book called Cash and Carry. Uh, I was at a party and they brought bacon wrapped dates and it was the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, it's super easy. You just wrap them and put a toothpick and then put them in the oven. And I was like, yes, okay. And have you tried that since? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I make it all the time now. Oh, it's oh, like, okay. uh, like, I wish I did, like, have a basket just full of them, like, at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you said you had recently been to uh, San Diego Comic Con? Yes, yes. And I imagine you've been before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this the first time did you had a, a book to talk about with people or no? I I went about two years ago. Like I, I've been doing these uh, hip hop and comics panels with uh, Patrick Reed, who uh, runs Depth of Field magazine. He curates these or, uh, or moderates, I should say, these hip hop and comics panels uh, where he gets a few comic creators and a few like hip hop uh, uh, MCs and DJs. We just sort of like shoot the breeze about the connections between comics and hip hop, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I've done that a couple of, for a couple of years, um, but I guess I used to go back in the day, like um, 
probably when I, like around seventh grade, like I would go with my dad and my brother, um, and this is probably the height of Image Comics, you know, mm-hmm. Spawnmobile <laughs> on the floor. Gotta have one. Yeah, like a like a. I think there was people dressed up like Wildcats, to, you know, to sort of. Anyway, uh, really yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've been going for a while. I sort of stopped, I think, around the time that it had gotten, I guess maybe Spider-Man 1 or 2 is when it started to get kind of crazy. So I hadn't been, and then I guess maybe about five years ago I started going again. Once I started like making comics again. And what's your experience been with uh, San Diego in particular? It's great. Like, it's, it's fun. It's exhausting. Um, but... I enjoy it. I like walking around mm-hmm. and just sort of talking to people, seeing people I haven't seen for a while. I was meeting like Twitter friends, you know, like in real space. I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> like, uh, I saw some friends at this last one that I hadn't seen since. Uh, I, I lived in Brooklyn for a while, so I hadn't seen them in about six years. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. we got to caught up and it was like we had never, you know, it was like we were right back, you know, six years ago. It was cool. Um but yeah, overall, it's a lot of fun. It's just, it's, it's exhausting by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, going back to comics a little bit, mm-hmm. what, uh, what would you say is, a, is a, the biggest problem for you with comics? Mm-hmm. Uh, is the industry or just uh, the books in general or, or that kind of thing? Um, I think maybe, I, I feel like diversity is definitely an issue with comics. Uh, now, is that primarily uh, from an authorship standpoint or characters or both? I think both. Okay. I think both. Okay. I think, uh, and I, like, I know I've been talking to a lot of people who are trying to do something about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's There are a lot of, I think we're at a point too, especially with like print on demand and all these different ways to make comics like Tumblr and whatever. There's a lot of, you can see that there's a lot of really talented people out there that uh, are probably underrepresented in the mainstream. And I think now is a good time. It's it's starting to get better, but it's I think it's just starting now. Um, yeah, so I think that's my main issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And are are you um, say that the the, the um, a plethora of mm-hmm. this diversity continues within these uh, online publications mm-hmm. and more uh, uh, fringe books? Mm-hmm. Is, is that for you, would that be satisfactory, or would you like to see it uh, work its way more into like the the, the main oh, yeah, the main publishers like DC yeah. and Marvel? And I think such. it should filter into the main publishers because then uh, the books won't get stale. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I mean, or the characters, I should say, won't mm-hmm. get stale. Uh, it'll maybe push the storytelling forward a little. I think, and it may even economically push it forward. You know, uh, because there are a lot of people that are underrepresented that have money that want to you know, see themselves in books and will pay, will pay to read comics like that. So I think it can only help the comic book industry. I think, yeah. yeah. And is there any recent example of, uh, of this diversity, say, like that's kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, been prominent within say the main, the I main think titles or main publishers? Everything David Walker's doing is pretty great. Like it's great. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, Nighthawk, Shaft, uh, Cyborg. I think, also, a good friend of mine, Ron Ronald Wimberly, is uh, his book is just about to drop. With it was at Vertigo, and now it's going to Image. It's called Prince of Cats, and it's uh, it's all black characters. It takes place. It's like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. I think from Tybalt's perspective, I might be getting that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's 
what is it? But it's an awesome, awesome book. Um, and it's also exciting that that's not at one of the two big two. Um, I think Image is doing some really exciting things right now. Okay, very, very cool, very cool. And um, as we as we wind this down, I what what would be your your favorite uh, comic book films? Comic book films. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. There's no wrong answer, and there's not too many. So don't, okay. Uh, All right. Let's see. I'm gonna have to dip into the files. Like recently. I mean, I like the Marvel stuff. I think they've got a formula down. They yeah. take the, yeah. the parts that work out of the comics and then they just run with them. Mm -hmm. So pretty much any Marvel stuff, like uh, movies, specific ones. I'm going to say like Avengers 1, Civil War was, was cool. I like that, you know. Um, I'm really looking forward to see Spider-Man Homecoming. I know that's yeah, know, not out yet. But, definitely know, excited for that. Yeah, this should be cool. Uh, Guardians, of the Gal Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Um, and I'm going to go, I'm going to take this way back. Uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie was a pretty solid adaptation for that time. I think it's great. It's a yeah. great movie. Excellent choice. Yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah. Terrific movie. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And um, terrific. Great. So, uh, and where where can we find you then uh, on the interwebs before uh, we close out? That's going to be at T-Lange4, T-L-A-N-G-E, and the number four on Twitter, and hellotedward.tumblr.com. And Warp Zone number one is already online Warp, for... Yeah, Warp Zone number one is at Peep Game Comics and Comicsology. Uh, Warp Zone number two will be released on September 21st. And in, in theory, uh, around roughly, can we expect the, the third one? Three should be, if it's September, October, November, I would say December is going to be issue three. So is it quarterly then? Yeah, is that what it's going book. for? Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, I see. Okay, so it's a quarterly book. Yeah, All right. yeah. Firmly established. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. I wasn't sure what the timeline was for that. Okay. Very, uh, very cool. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Kyle. And, appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Oh, God. Zod.